Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of My Orgasmic Life. Okay, so make sure you read the content warning. Um, today's show is going to be talking about how when we let others help us, it doesn't make us weak. And so this is a this is for I'm this is a call out to all of my very uh, capable, powerful, strong people that um, have been taught that we have to do it all on our own um, because if we don't, it's going to create weakness and people are going to take advantage of it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Uh, so make sure you check the show notes to make sure that nothing in the conversation. I might talk a little bit about trauma. Um, I'm sure I'm going to talk about sex because it's me. <laughs> and there's probably going to be swearing. So um, I won't know what else I'm going to talk about until I'm finished talking about it. So check the show notes. Okay. So I'm going to start off with once upon a time, there was a young girl and named Gaia. <laughs> and when I was a young girl, I was taught by my mother um, that to be a capable, powerful woman, I needed to not rely on anybody other than myself. And that program showed up all the time. Um, it showed up in, you know, her coming back from a date and, you know, talking about why I don't need a man and never need a man. And you can do things without a man. And it was very like anti-man focus. Uh, a lot of the, the messaging that I got about being, but if you, if you give up your power, if you need a man or you want a man or you have a man, that you're giving up your freedom, you're giving up your power, you're giving up um, your independence. And once you give it up, you can never get it back and you, you won't be powerful. So that was like the programming that I got. Um, and then the secondary program as a little girl that I got that I got to mirror was, um, you know, seeing women um, giving up their sense of independence and freedom and coddling and taking care of um, men who weren't supportive or really didn't meet, weren't deserving or weren't equals or didn't treat them. They treated them like second-class citizens. So I saw, I, I got mirrored, like there was one way or the other way and there was nothing in between. 
I didn't learn about in between until like I started to figure that out. You know, for me, it was like as a kid, it was like either you were completely, you know, you basically, you know, you, men were around for sex when you needed them or to carry groceries. That was kind of the messaging I got. And then um, the other messaging was if, you know, uh, you had, if, if you really loved or got support or nurturing or anything from a man, there was a high price to pay, which meant that they owned you and that they were going to, you know, you had to give up who you were. Okay. So those, and again, I'm not saying any of these are right or wrong. This is just me sharing with you the messaging I got as a little girl. And when I was a little girl, little girls weren't allowed to do stuff. Little girls were still still supposed to be wearing dresses and supposed to look pretty and not, uh, you know, be seen, you know, not be heard, just be, you know, quiet, look there, be pretty, always have your hair done. Like that was the, that was the messaging or burn it all down. It was either like embrace all that is, you know, 50s housewife or burn your bra, burn the whole system to the ground. That's where I grew up in the late 70s, in the middle of the 70s. <laughs> I was born in 74. So um, that's what messaging I got. So I was a tomboy. I was like, fuck that shit. I, I'm, I'm going with the burn shit down. I'm going, my, my, my route was I was gonna burn the shit down and I was gonna be strong and independent and I didn't need anybody and no one, I didn't need anybody's help and I was completely capable. And if I didn't know how to do something, I would figure out how to do it. And I was like, you know, back in the day, we called them tomboys and you couldn't get me in a dress. Um, you know, I, I remember adults chasing me around trying to get a dress on me. <laughs> Kid putting some frilly, frilly dress on me. And then me climbing a tree or standing in a pond catching a frog in a dress. So that was my what it means to be a woman messaging as a child. So because I was a tomboy, I spent more time with boys. I had all my friends were boys. I felt I found girls really lame because they were just wanting to play house and they were all dressed up. And they couldn't, they weren't going to climb trees with me and they weren't going to build a tree house with me. And they weren't definitely, were not going to go catch frogs in the pond with me. And so I really had no, as a child, I had no desire to spend time with girls because I was like, they were boring. As far as I was concerned, they were boring and lame and they were giving up all of their power and freedom. And I was like, I wasn't going to do that because that was the messaging I got. You only had one or the other. You couldn't have both of those things. So I'm a teenager. Now I realize, oh, my sexuality <laughs> turns out I have a lot of power with sexuality. And so again, you know, again, I'm not saying, I am not saying that this is the right way to go about any of this stuff. I'm just sharing with you my journey with it. Okay. So very important part of this. Okay. Is that, you know, again, this is how I moved. And I've always promised that I would never lie to you guys. So as a teenager, I realized, ooh, wow, I got boobs. First, I was devastated that I got boobs. 
and that I had, you know, the boys stopped hanging out with me because I was like one of the guys and now they were hanging out with me because they would like to see my boobs. And I was really devastated. So much so that I, you know, went to my mom and asked her if I could have a sex change because that's how much I didn't, that being a girl meant, being seen as a girl growing up meant to me that I was going to lose my independence. I was going to lose my freedom. I was going to lose the ability to be who I wanted to be. So my mom at that point said, if you still feel this way when you're 18, come back and we'll have a conversation. So she handled it quite well. But then I realized, ooh, I have all this power now because I got boobs. How do I use this power? Because again, no one's there teaching us how to do any of this stuff. So I started realizing that I could get things and have things done for me because I had boobs and I could use those boobs to my advantage, which again, is still not coming from a really healthy place of empowerment um, on any level. <laughs> on any level. So then I started to, as I became a teenager, then I became a young adult. You know, and again, I was, you know, this powerhouse of a, of a woman who marched my own drummer, did what I wanted to do. I had significant relationships and I had significant relationships with men. Um, and yet that programming was, I couldn't let anybody help me. I couldn't let anybody support me. If I let anybody support me, they would, the price of their help and support was going to be my power my independence, my individuality, that was, and that if I needed it, it meant I was weak. And if I was weak, I was going to be taken advantage of. And so that was the, like, it was deeply rooted within me. So I had relationships with men, but for the most part, they were there for my sexual gratification. And I didn't really allow them to really love me in all fairness to like I didn't allow them to love me I didn't allow them to take care of me I didn't allow them to support me I didn't allow any of those things I was incredibly independent and you know I you know I didn't even do PDA for the most part right I was like nope I'm this standalone I am this island of power rah rah I am female hear me roar and then I went to school and I went to college and when I was in my college, the college program that I took, if you've ever heard me talk about it, was an all feminist based women's program for working with abused women and children. So I'm now surrounded with 80 women who also have the same, same value system that I was grown, that I was taught to believe that I needed complete solidarity, needed independence, men were there for my gratification, but you know, if I leaned in and, you know, was soft and gentle and girly and any of those things, I would lose, I would lose that power. I would, they would take it. It was like this fear that they would take it. And so, you know, I continued to have some, you know, really long-term significant relationships with men who, again, didn't really get a chance to love me. I didn't allow them to love me because there was too much of a price. I was going to, I was afraid I was going to lose my power. So over the years, I found out that's a fucking lie. <laughs> it's not true at all. That 
actually, the more I allow others to help me, support me, love me, the more powerful I become in the world, the more capable I become in the world, the more I feel held and supported. So I'm not having to hold on and take care of everything. I can do what I best in the world, which is, you know, podcasting and doming and training and facilitation and, you know, from a work perspective and from a, you know, for me being as a, you know, and my own personal growth and healing and, and self-awareness and education that I do in the world. I get to do that even more because I have people in my life. I have quite a, you know, I have two significant male relationships in my life who got my back. They have my back. They have my, they love me. They support me. They help me. They more than just carrying groceries um, and more than just fucking me. Like that, that I finally realized that, oh, that was a lie. You can ask for help and get support without paying the high price of your power and your independence and your individuality. But I was told that lie as so many other little girls were told, just like so many little boys were told probably the same thing that, you know, there's a high price to ask for help. If you ask for help, you're not man enough. If you ask for support, you're not good enough. You, you know, you're a wimp. Like, you know, you lose your, you lose your credibility. You know, I, I used to see, you know, I got to spend a lot of time with guys because I was a tomboy. So you would, you would see the guys like, you know, sitting around, you know, one guy's barbecuing, the other one's all critiquing his barbecuing skills instead of being like, where you would see and it was very interesting and, and they were all critiquing but they weren't like giving each other support it wasn't like oh i learned this thing can i show you it it was like oh you know this is how you do it yeah 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 this is how you make sure it's not blah, blah, blah. like all this stuff and so again you couldn't ask powerful people have been programmed whether it doesn't matter what gender you are it doesn't matter what genitals you have or how you identify powerful people or strong personalities have been taught there's a price to pay if you show weakness if you ask for help it's a sign of weakness if you allow people to support you it's a sign of weakness and then if there's that weakness you are going to be kicked out of the power place it's like it's kind of the survival looking at it from a place of pack mentality right it's like a, let's take a pack there's an alpha in the pack and the alpha is the alpha until he's no longer the alpha and he gets kicked out. So it's that same idea that if we, we show vulnerability, we show weakness, we allow, we ask for help, we allow people to support us, that we will lose our power. Our power will be taken away from us. And I'm here to tell you, it's a fucking lie. Absolute fucking lie. I am more powerful more capable than I have ever been in my whole entire life. And I have so many people around me loving me and supporting me and building me up and helping me um, move further up the ladder in my life, my health, my wealth, my um, sexuality, my career, all of the things. So asking for help doesn't make me weak. Allowing people to support me doesn't make me weak. It actually makes me stronger because now I have the support behind me, holding me 
instead of me having to hold myself and try to do the things that I'm trying to do. So I wanted to share that because, you know, right now in particular, because you've been following me, you know, I've been dealing with some health issues and, and, you know, part of my health issues, um, we don't know the answer to that question. And uh, so I haven't been able to do as much um, physical stuff in my work as I normally would. And, um, you know, I can't walk very fast. I had two old people pace me. You know, the other day I was going for a walk <laughs> in their walkers, by the way. And, you know, um, as, a, as a dom, my job, when I lean in, when I'm playing in the dungeon is a lot of physical exertion. I haven't had the energy, so I've had to take a little bit of a break or I've had to modify, you know, I'm doing a lot of modification on, on how I'm doming, not the same, not the same way as I physically could before. Um, just having to do a lot more mind fucking and all sorts of coming up with ingenious ways to, you know, torture my clients um, that don't take much energy out of me. But in order to do that, I've had to ask for help. I've had to ask for, hey, guys, does anybody have any ideas? I've had to be honest with my clients and say, hey, guys, I don't have the, the, the normal evil torturing energy, that sadistic energy I have. Are you okay? with a, a different version of of me um and doming you and all of my clients have been fantastic they're like absolutely do whatever you need to do right you're still you know you're still you know powerful and you're still all things and i was really worried that if i told people that this is where i was at that people are like oh you're not gonna be able to hold space for me or you're not gonna be as powerful and it's not true actually they're like oh Thank you for being vulnerable with me. Thank you for sharing the truth with me. I feel honored. If anything, it's allowed people to drop in and be more connected to me and uh, surrender actually easier to me because they can trust me more because I you know, was really honest and vulnerable with them. And, and the, the people around me, you know, like I said, have had to really step up for me, carry things for me, slow down the pace, you know, working day to day, whether or not, you know, I have the energy to go on an adventure or modifying the adventure um, because of where, where I am. And that's okay, right? I'm not sharing it, by the way, I'm not sharing any of this. I'm sharing this so that you can, I, again, I always promised you I would never lie. So sharing the honesty of where I'm at and why and what I've learned. So this is what I've learned. I've had to ask for help. And in having to ask for help has opened my heart and opened my mind and opened every possibility for more love. Because now people actually get to love me. They get to help me. They get to support me. I actually allow them to do those things because I needed them to because I couldn't do it myself. And I kind of wish, in all fairness, I kind of wish that I didn't didn't wait all this like I've wasted a lifetime I've wasted a lifetime of of trying to hold on to being tough and independent and not allowing others to support me and or, or love me truly because because I don't need anything and I don't I can do it on my own and I'm capable on my own because that's what I was taught as a little girl that's what you have to be 
you know, and if you happen to be, you know, and that you had to be a super, super woman of independence. So if you chose to have a family, you had to be a super mom and a career woman, you had to be a super career woman and a super mom and, you know, still support your, your relationship in whatever capacity that was and have nothing left for yourself, but you can't show or let anybody help because if you do, you're told you'll lose it all. So I think it's really important for powerful people. This is what the, who this podcast is for, by the way. All the powerful people, I want to say to you, allowing people around you to have your back, asking for help, letting them support you, letting them support you in whatever capacity you may need support in, whether that's going and picking up the kids or doing laundry or buying groceries or carrying your groceries or, you know, you know, cleaning something for you or making a phone call, whatever it is, you need to say yes, because you're missing out. Doing it all yourself doesn't make you powerful. It just makes you scared. And that's the truth is that we, when we don't let others support us, it's because we've been told that they're going to take our power, which is from a place of fear, which means we never truly allow others in, in our lives the opportunity to show them, show us how they love us and how they want to be there for us and how they care for us. And that's okay that they're allowed to do that. And that's a beautiful thing for them to do. And so, if you're like, oh my God, it's not true. If I let, if I ask for help, they'll say I'm weak. If I'm weak, they'll take advantage of me. So here's the thing that I need to talk about before I let you go. Okay. So there is some truth that if you show vulnerability, others may see that as a weakness. Probably other powerful people that were told the same lie that you and I were told, okay? And they may try to use that to against you, okay? I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna lie about saying that that doesn't happen. It, it can happen and sometimes it does happen. But here's the thing. If somebody takes your vulnerability or the thing that you've asked for help may not even be vulnerable. Well, it may only feel vulnerable because we've told that we're not allowed to do it. But for other people who weren't told that, it's not that vulnerable to let other people help them. Okay. So, so if you allow others to support you, you allow other people to help you, you ask for the help that you need, you ask for the support that you need. And the and if if that person were to see that as a weakness and to take advantage of it, you know what that tells you? It's time for them to go. They don't, there's no way that they have, you have, you have no space or energy in your life for somebody who chooses that. So yes, there are people like that, but you have the power to not have them in your life. So if somebody rears their head and that's what they're calling, you know, they show you and there's an opportunity for you to clean out the toxic relationships in your life. 
to make space for the people who want to support you and want to celebrate your wins and be there with your with your wins the good the bad the ugly that they want to share who part of your life with you let them like i said i've missed out i've spent a whole lifetime missing out being loved deeply and being supported and held deeply it's only been the last little while that i'm like oh this feels good this feels nice this is amazing And then people who get to love me because I let them because I allow them in to help and to support and, and to do stuff in my world. They get to really express how they feel about me that I didn't let them for a long time. And so my relationships currently are fantastic. All of them friendships. A little bit of friendships that I still have my client relationships my partners, you know, my family, ones that I'm still talking to. <laughs> like those relationships are incredible because I let go of the belief that if I ask for help, I let somebody support me. That makes me weak. It doesn't make me powerful. The truth is the opposite by not allowing others in my life to love me, to support me and help me, that has made me powerless. I am more powerful with a team supporting me behind me than I am solo on my own. So that's, that, that's my insight, all right? For all you powerful people, start small. Don't just, you know, I, I recommend starting, starting baby steps. Don't, you know, don't go all crazy. <laughs> people around you are going to be like, what is wrong with you? All of a sudden you're going to like, let people help you. They're going to be like, what is happening right now? So start small, start with one person and asking for help in a particular area that you may need and allow them the opportunity to say yes. Now, you may be surrounded by people that don't like to give support because you didn't want support. So here's an important piece that you start making this change that you may get a no, I don't want to do that. And that's okay. They're allowed to say, I know I don't want to do that. And go on to the next person to ask. Some people have capacity. Some people don't have capacity at times, right? If somebody says no, or somebody then you know, again, sees you as weak. Again, what do I, what are we saying? That's an opportunity to kick them out of your life. Not for saying no, don't kick them out because they said no, but for if they saw that as a weakness and tried to use that against you, then they get to go. But people are allowed to say no. You want, you want to be able to say no when people ask you things, they need to be allowed to say no. It's not personal and go to the next person. Okay. So don't make that a self-fulfilling prophecy. Don't pick the one person you know is not good at a thing and ask them for that thing. Here's an example of that. Um, you know, for example, let me see, give me a good example. Okay, so I need help. Say I need help in doing some brainstorming for content creation for my podcast, okay? Let's just say, I'm, I'm needing some extra support um, around that. Maybe editing, maybe 
you know, um, you know, monetization, something around podcasting for my business. Yeah. If I go to my husband to ask for his help in this brainstorming, he's not going to be able to do it because it's not in his wheelhouse at all. So if I go to him and he rejects it, and because he doesn't know what to say, doesn't know what to do, he just kind of looks at me blankly, then I can then say, see, this is why I don't ask, or this is why I don't let people in, this is why I don't ask for help, this is why I don't ask for support. But that's a lie. I asked the wrong person about the wrong thing. So that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you, that's an important piece. And when you're changing your belief systems, especially a core value of, if I ask for help, it show, it, people will think I'm weak. For powerful people, that's a big messaging. Um, that's not the person to go. And if I go to him and I get this rejection, it feels like a rejection. It's not a rejection. He wasn't the person I should have asked in the first place. Um, then it becomes a see, this is why I don't do it. So that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You don't want to have a self-fulfilling prophecy. So who do I go to? I go to my girlfriend. If I need support, I go to my girlfriend that does podcasting and is a businesswoman who knows about what the hell I'm talking about and can help me brainstorm and give me the back support that I need. So it's also, that's another piece of it. It's like, what kind of support you need, you need to find the right person who have that skill. Don't go to people who don't have that skill and then be upset when they freak out or they don't do, they don't give you what you need because they didn't have the skill in the first place. Okay. That's the tricky thing that we often do in relationships. Again, self-fulfilling prophecy so that it keeps our subconscious believing, see, this is why we don't let other people help us. <laughs> because it makes us weak. It doesn't. Just find the right person for the right job. It's like, say you're at your, your job and you're in charge of hiring. Well, you don't hire a mechanic if you need a heart surgeon for the job. You hire the heart surgeon because that's what you need. And you don't hire a heart surgeon to fix your car because they don't know how to fix cars. So this goes with the same thing with love and support and the way you need support and how you, what you're asking for help and you know whether it's emotional support, physical support, financial support, ideas, mental support, whatever it is, find the right, have ask the right person that has the skill and let them support you. Okay, that's, I think that's it. That's it, that's all. And in the meantime, while you're trying to sort this out, if you need any extra support on how to navigate, you know, letting people help you, let me help you. Reach out to me. And I can help you navigate how do you still be a strong, powerful person and allow others to support you. And again, I am kick fucking ass. <laughs> powerful. You spend like one minute with me, you're like, woo, that girl's got it. Um, and I have that more now because I have all sorts of people supporting me all, all, all in all areas of my life, financially, emotionally, physically, spiritually, sexually. I have teams of people 
who bring their wonderful expertise. Some of them I pay for those expertise and some of them are given to me freely. Um, and they gift my life. I am stronger, more capable, more powerful than I've ever been. And I have more help and more support around me, which is allowing me to be more of me. So I'm talking to you powerful people. Let, let, let others help, let others in. It won't be your demise. It will not be the source of your demise. You know what the source of your demise is? Being burnt out from doing it, trying to do it all yourself and not allowing yourself to ever be loved or just taken care of or supported. Everything from as little things as somebody bringing you blueberries um, on their way home from work to, you know, helping you, you know, create a, a life strategy like and everywhere in between. So let yourself be supported. And in that support, there's a, there's a, I don't even know how to explain it. There's this warm feeling of being held and cared for. It doesn't happen when you believe when you're taught that you can't let anybody care for you. Otherwise, that's a sign of weakness. You're missing out on all this beautiful support and love. And like I said, I've spent a lifetime rejecting it, pushing it away, creating a life where I don't need it. And the truth is, is that I don't need it, but it's lovely to have. And that's a difference. Okay. I don't need, I, I am totally capable of taking care of business, whatever that is on my own. I have the skills, I have the tools, I know how to do that. But I don't have to. So why do it? And there's this beautiful, like I said, a beautiful, beautiful awakening that's happened within me by allowing people to love me and support me and care for me and help me out and carry my groceries <laughs> or whatever else it is that I need happening. Okay. So I promise cross my heart, hope to die, poke a needle in my eye. I promise you letting others in to help you and support you does not make you weak and it will not be the source of your demise. That was a lie that was told to you by others that that lie was told to. All right, so go be open, allow others to support you. Have a wonderful day. And if you need help, reach out to me and we'll figure out how to kind of get that happening because it's, it's not an easy transition to make, by the way, being an island of power, isolation, solidarity to then becoming a village and being a part of a village. That's, it's not an easy transition. <laughs> so if you need some extra support with somebody who knows what you're going through, reach out at guyamorset.com. All right, until next time, Mwah. you got this. Stay curious. Bye-bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> 
I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye. <laughs>